This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. I'm your host, Brian Briscoe, and this is another one of our multifamily brief episodes. Basically, I want to start today with an old, I think it's a Chinese proverb. I didn't look it up. I apologize. But what it says is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is now. And that's something that I think, you know, it's it's a proverb because it stood the test of time. It was probably true 3,000 years ago, and it's true now. The best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago because if you planted a tree 20 years ago, you'd be able to enjoy what the tree produces, whether it's a shade tree or whether it's a fruit tree. But it takes that long for you know, trees to, to grow and be useful. I think the same thing holds true with real estate. The best time to have bought or purchased real estate was 20 years ago. The second best time to purchase real estate is now. And today I want to talk about why I think 2023 is going to be a really good year to buy real estate. I mean, number one, the prices of real estate over the centuries, not just over the last five years or 10 years or 20 years, but over the centuries, the prices of real estate has consistently gone up. With, I mean, with inflation, it naturally goes up, but you know, with uh, different supply and demand factors, you know, it's gone up a little bit faster than inflation, you know, at least over the last 30 to 40 years. You know, lots of different things there, but there's some definite and obvious cycles in real estate and some short periods where real estate prices may actually lose ground. You know, we saw that in, you know, 2008, 2009, which, um, was kind of anomaly. If you look over the last couple of centuries, there's never been that big and that pronounced of a real estate burst or real estate crash in the history. So that being an anomaly, there are still cycles. There are still times when real estate may be depressed, may not grow as fast, or may actually retract. But I don't think we're going to see anything nearly as drastic as what happened in you know 2008 and 2009 for you know hopefully not in my lifetime. But why is it especially a good time to buy right now? Well, let's look at what's happened over the last year. Now, in early 2022, the federal funds rate was essentially zero. I mean, they they published a range. It was like zero to 0.25%. Right now, and today is January 10th, the federal funds rate is 425 to 4.5%. So they have raised that rate by four and a quarter percent since March is when they started the raises. Most interest rates that we pay, whether it's your credit card or something else, it's either directly tied to the federal funds rate by, by a spread, or it's tied to an interest rate or a basis that is highly correlated with the federal funds rate. You know, when the federal fund rate moves up, most other rates are going to move up with it. Okay. Maybe not to the same degree, but they will move in the same direction. So interest rates have generally increased across the board in the last year. Now, there's lots of good reasons why that's happened, and I won't discuss that, but I do want to discuss what that effect that's had on commercial real estate. When the Fed first raised rates, it did so by a half percent in March of 2022. It didn't change very much. You know, interest rates went up a bit, pricing remained the same, and people were just like, okay, now instead of paying three and a quarter, I'm going to pay 3.75 on my interest rates. Not a big deal for most people. But 
The Fed raised rates again in May by a quarter percent, and then three quarters of a percent in June, and another three quarters of a percent in July. You know, and at least for the first half of the year, nearly every commentator or pundit or news source or you know random talking head on CNN or MSNBC, whatever your favorite news channel is. They were predicting that the Fed would pivot. They didn't think that the Fed had the willpower to keep rates high at the expense of the economy. Most people thought the Fed would just use rhetoric and threaten future rate increases to try to move the markets. And maybe that was true. Maybe they had a plan to use rhetoric to, to have a, a more of an immediate effect. But the fact is they kept on raising rates. And I think with the expectation that the Fed was going to pivot most pricing in the markets held pretty firm. I mean, some areas it did go down a little bit. Some buyers had a hard time meeting the prices that sellers expected. But for the most part, prices held strong through the first half of 2022. But as the Fed continued to raise rates again, and they, they raised it by three quarters of a point in September and three quarters of a point again in November, and an additional half percentage point in December, we basically had seven rate increases in a row for a total of four and a quarter percent. And the Fed has signaled another rate increase when they meet at the end of the month. That should be published, I think, on February 1st. But they've also indicated that they're going to keep that federal funds rate around 5% for most of 2023. Now, people have started realizing, okay, the Fed was actually serious. Oh, my goodness. And they're starting to actually believe now what the Fed has said they're going to do. So, Basically, what's that turned into is it's turned into now it's having more of an impact on pricing on apartments. If it's harder to finance, buildings are harder to purchase. If financing is more expensive, it's going to either affect the investor returns or the purchase price or both. Okay, And in this case, I think there, there's a little, little bit of give on both sides of the fence. What do I expect in 2023? Well, if rates, and I'm assuming that the rates are going to stay, you know, pretty close to that 5% mark, you know, they're going to raise it again, like I said, in end of January is what they're telling us. But prices should dip a little bit because of the higher rates. Okay. Not like 2008, 2009. Okay. And if it does, you know, I'll, I'll publicly admit that I was wrong, but I think it's going to dip a little bit, you know, a couple percentage points, you know, five, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, 5%. The second thing to consider is there were a lot of property owners in the last two or three years that used bridge debt to fund property purchases. And I get it. I mean, it was really easy to qualify for bridge debt. Lenders were like bending over backwards and you know, routinely giving 80% of the purchase price, plus throwing in some money for renovations and all financed, you know. And so a lot of people were jumping on these loans. And, and bridge loans are very short term, you know, two-year, 24-month term, 36-month term, and then you're done. You've got to refinance out or sell the property, but you're done with the loan. You have to pay off the loan. And a lot of these expiration dates are coming due and owners are sitting with a choice between you know, refinancing out of a three-year bridge loan into something. Well, their business plan was probably refinance out of the bridge loan and get into something permanent. But now the permanent debt is higher than their bridge debt was three years ago. That's not very attractive. I think that's going to lead a lot of people to try to test the market selling the properties. Now, there's another group of owners that might be in a little bit of a dilemma with pricing because if they have a variable rate bridge loan without a rate cap, without rate cap insurance, there are some operators that are now that have doubled their debt service in the last year. And a lot of bridge loans 
are tied to SOFR, which is very highly correlated with the federal funds rate. You know, SOFR rate is going to be in between that funds rate spread. So there's a lot of people who had you know, maybe a four and a half percent interest rate at the beginning of the year that are now staring at a nine percent interest rate and their debt service has doubled. And if you walk into the beginning of the year, you know, making your debt service payments and, and giving your investors distributions, now you're at the point to where you're not even able to be a positive cash flow. You have to throw money in to make things work. So there's a lot of people who are having issues there. And once again, their options are to try to refinance out. And right now is not a great time to refinance or to sell the property. So in addition to, I think the price is dipping a little bit because of the higher rates, I think we're going to have, I'm not going to call it a wave of distressed properties hitting the market, but we're definitely going to have an uptick of distressed properties. And when I say distressed properties, the properties themselves may not be distressed. It may be more accurate to say distressed ownership groups with properties hitting the market. So on one side, we're seeing price reductions due to higher interest rates. And on the other side, we're seeing you know maybe an uptick of distressed ownership groups having to sell the properties and, and needing to unload them quickly to stop the bleeding. So I think we are going to see a lot of price reductions this year. I think we're going to see a lot of buying opportunities. And I, for one, intend to be on the right side of this downturn. Am I going to be right or wrong? I don't know. You know, we'll find out. But what I do expect is over the next five to 10 years, real estate prices are going to keep going up. And I'm going back to what I said at the very beginning. You know, the best time to buy real estate was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Now, if you're a passive investor interested in joining me on my next opportunity, go to streamlinecapitalgroup.com slash invest and fill out the form. You're going to be sent a link to get onto my calendar. If you're looking to follow my footsteps and syndicate a different website, thetribeoftitans.info, and you know, scroll down, join the mailing list, and we'll be in contact. That's it for today's show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.